0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Inside the Groove. I'm taking a break from the podcast, as you know, but I have lined up a number of interviews under a new feature where I speak to people with the Madonna Association who have something to remember about her music and want to share it with you. Now I'm going to be off air as it were for a little while so I've taken every opportunity I can to dig out the Madonna fans I think have got interesting stories to tell and this week I want to talk to someone who is very special to me because we have conversations about Madonna every day He's not a professional he hasn't worked with Madonna he hasn't written about Madonna or anything but he gets to hear about Madonna every day through this podcast It's my husband Gareth Hello Gareth Hello. <laughs> now is it safe to say Gareth that you're quite shy
1: I yeah that's pretty safe to say
0: (laughs) would you say that you're someone that likes attention
1: Mm, I mean everyone likes attention in some way don't they but I don't um I don't deal with it very well.
0: (laughs) So what I've had to do is I've had to ply Gareth with a glass of wine and drag him up to my studio in order to get him to talk about his Madonna memories. Is that okay with you, Gareth? It's just like our first date all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We talk about Madonna all the time, and I just thought, you know, it could be fun for you guys to hear it during this point where the podcast isn't otherwise recording stuff. If you think, you know what, that's not for me. I don't want to listen to an old couple talking about Madonna. Where where, where is the story about how... uh, La Isla Bonita was written, well those those episodes are going to come back um, with a vengeance, but if you just fancy spending the next half hour or so listening to an old couple talking about Madonna, then you've tuned into the right place. Um, so something to remember is a feature where I ask my guests to talk about Madonna songs and the memories that they associate with them. And So I've asked Gareth to think about the songs, but also he's going to ask the same questions to me so you're, probably, I'm hoping you'll get a variety of opinions here. So first question, Gareth, what is the song that made you a fan? And what I always say to people is, I don't mean the first one that you heard or the first one that you liked, but the first one that made you go from, oh, I quite like Madonna to, I love Madonna. She's the best artist in the whole world.
1: So my choice for this is Like a Prayer.
0: I mean, what a song. Is there anyone in this world that doesn't like that song? Even if you don't like Madonna, surely you like that It's <laughs> a so good choice, but I'm going to have to ask you, what was the circumstances? When did you hear it and thought, yeah, that's it, I, I really love it?
1: So, I'm pretty sure it was the first Madonna song I ever heard. Um, when I was very, very young, I used to just rifle through my sister's vinyl collection and she had two Madonna singles. She had Like a Prayer and she had La like Isla Bonita. I mean, it's hard to remember because I was so young. But I think Like a Prayer was the one that I was really into first. I think the image of her on the cover with long dark hair praying really sucked me in somehow.
0: Well, how old were you then?
1: Um, I must have been about four or five. I don't know.
0: Wow, you you started young then in that (sighs) case. What what was it? Was it something about the song or or was it the video or, or was it like a combination of stuff? I don't know.
1: It was probably the single cover that drew me in first, but then I did love the song, obviously. And I can remember a few years later having a metal collection on VHS and being obsessed with the, the video as well. <laughs> I used to recreate parts of it in my, my living room.
0: Didn't you say that you found it funny because to you at that age, praying was something you did at school, which you thought was really boring?
1: Yeah, I think the only context I had for praying at that age was sort of like school and Sunday school. And it just seemed like such a, you know, not fun thing this really fun song that called like a prayer like I didn't know what it was about so it was <laughs> it was quite confusing to me at that age
0: so so this actually made you a mega fan then because I know these stories but obviously I want to share it with the listeners you were like hardcore Madonna fan at the age of five or something like that weren't you
1: I mean for as long as I can remember I was a pretty hardcore Madonna fan <laughs> I, I remember hearing Immaculate Collection at some point age sort of six probably. And realising that I knew all those songs, but I hadn't realised that they were all Madonna. Mm -hmm. And then I just couldn't believe that she had all, all those amazing songs were by her. And I think that was the moment when I really became a big fan. So what about you?
0: Well, Same Era, for me, the song that turned me into a mega fan was Keep It Together. So why is that your choice? Well... It's not the first Madonna song I heard. That would have been Holiday back in 1984. And I I don't think I particularly liked Madonna at the time. I thought she looked a bit dirty, (laughs) to be honest. Um, And I didn't really pay much attention to her. And then I think Like a Virgin came out, and I quite liked that. And I remember reading about her in Smash Hits and how she used to be a drummer. And and Then when it came to 85, you had all those really good Madonna songs. You had, like, um, Material Girl and Dress You Up and Into The Groove. And I went to see Desperately Seeking Susan. I loved it. Um, But I, I didn't actually buy buy any madonna records i think that's partly because i didn't have much money then when i was 15 and i didn't buy records unless i was really like hardcore so i guess i wasn't hardcore madonna at that point i was given true blue for my 17th birthday but it wasn't until the like a prayer era that i actually became a proper fan and i can tell you the moment it happened like a prayer was a single and i'd heard it on the radio seen the video liked it and then one lunchtime, I was walking into Rival Records in Broadmead in Bristol, and they were playing a song, and I thought, oh, this sounds like Madonna. Oh my god, this is good. Oh, this is really good. This is fantastic. And obviously the lyrics were, keep, keep it together. So I picked up the CD, I thought, yeah, I'm going to get this. It sounds like it's going to be worth the money. Because CDs were actually quite expensive back then. You won't remember this because it was 1989, but they were more expensive then than they are now. A, a CD album was about 16 pounds. Um, so it was a lot of money Um, anyway the rest as they say is history from that moment onwards I mean that summer me and my friends listened to the album all the time we were all obsessed with Madonna and you had Express Yourself and you had Cherish and before you know it there was Bogue had come out and and the Immaculate Collection and we went to see Blonde Ambition I've I've wavered over the years where my interest in her has gone up and down Um, but yeah I, I would say I was a pretty hardcore fan ever since then Um, okay moving on the next one I want you to tell me is the song that you think is is underrated the the song it could be a single it could be an album track that you think doesn't get enough attention what is it? It's Bitch I'm Madonna
1: you're gonna love
0: this Ooh, this is a funny one in our household because it's not one of my favourites, is it? <laughs> no, it isn't. But, but you like it, and I think you you need uh, to tell us, listeners, why. So, the reason why I think this is underrated, I
1: think it's great. It's such an F you to all the people that say Madonna should, you know, act her age and make more mature music. And she comes out with this just, like, really fun, really immature song i really love it i listen to it when i want to like psych myself up for something i just listened to it before doing this actually
0: <laughs> i heard you listen to it is that what you were doing yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's i just think it's great and it's co-produced by sophie who i think is brilliant as well so yeah
0: love it and i mean i, I agree the video is great and also there's that performance that she did that the video is based on it is really good there. I, I that i let you have that the
1: jimmy fallon performance yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love all the little cameos and it's just it's just a lot
0: of fun it's difficult isn't it because if somebody likes something but you don't like it you've got no right to tell them that they're wrong for no, you not liking it but i will say it kind of reminds me of another artist that you like that i don't like and i think you are wrong about it um it reminds me a lot of charlie xcx someone else who's worked with sophie quite a lot but you know it's your choice but you're entitled to your wrong opinion <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> um so what's your choice for this My underrated one, uh, I mean, there's so many, isn't there? I'm going to go with You'll See. why, Why is that? Well, I don't know that I need to explain it, really. I think it's underrated because I think when people talk about all the best Madonna songs, they always forget that one. And I don't know why, because it did quite well successfully in the charts. Um, Why I think it's brilliant is easy to explain. It's the first time we got to hear that new voice. Madonna's transformation in her singing when she worked with Joan Lader on Evita is astonishing. If you listen to tracks before then and afterwards, it's just such a development. And I think you'll see... Really, sort of showcases that, and that's kind of why she recorded it and recorded a few tracks because she was like, Wow, <laughs> I need to get this new voice out there. Um, you'll see, I think it's quite a simple production. Um, but it's a really good song. It's a really good lyric. You know, that whole F you attitude, but about love, really. Um, She also looked great at the time, didn't she? Remember that Top of the Pops appearance where she's got the blonde hair and the blue eyeshadow?
1: She looked amazing, yeah.
0: She did. And uh, she did perform it a little bit at the Drown World Tour, but it's not one of those ones that she's really promoted herself so uh yeah that's if someone doesn't know madonna very well and wanted to know some deep cuts i think that's the one they should be listening to so okay on to the next question how how confident you are is this going okay
1: i i feel okay i'm I'm having some gin now so that's
0: helping So the question I have for you now, what is the song that's kind of soundtracked to a significant moment in your life, whether it's good or bad, something that, you know, when you hear that song, it takes you back to that particular moment in your life? So I've chosen Cherish. Now, I'm going to play everyone another version of Cherish in a minute because I know why you've chosen it, but do you want to explain to the listeners why you've chosen Cherish and what moment in your life it reminds you of?
1: The moment it reminds me of is our wedding day where my niece
0: performed it with a live band. Um, I think we should let people hear that. So this is Bethany Shea, Gareth's niece, performing Cherish at our wedding two years ago. voice is beautiful isn't it amazing she doesn't do enough with it because she's a great singer she really doesn't she's really talented she was really nervous before then as well wasn't she yes she was all day but okay talk about cherish though as a song What, what what is it about the song that you really like um it's a
1: really lovely song um I mean, you don't have to explain it more than that, really,
0: do it. Who doesn't like Cherish? It's, it's a, such a beautiful love song, isn't it? It is, and she sounds so happy in it. She does, which is rare for Madonna. <laughs> we didn't have a Madonna theme wedding, to be. We? It was kind of a like it was a bordering on it. Bordering. We had um, Madonna themed cocktails at the wedding, didn't we? We did, yes. What was I the think one? There
1: was an Espresso Yourself Martini. There was,
0: there was a few others as well. Um, Bethany also performed like a prayer, and I think Ian, our DJ, what else did he play?
1: I think he might have played deeper and deeper. I can't remember already.
0: Yeah, no, it was a great day, and Story. it's really, it's really nice to have Madonna soundtrack an important moment in your life. Yeah, and
1: what would be your choice for this?
0: Well, this is an interesting one. <laughs> they all are. I'm going to choose "Secret."
1: Things haven't
0: been... And why have you chosen "Secret"? Well, it takes me back to 1994. And I had just moved to Paris with my then boyfriend, Ross. We'd kind of given up our lives in the UK and we moved over to France and we didn't have anything, no jobs, nowhere to live. And it was an adventure. It was a really exciting time. Um, It was also quite tough, more tough than it should have been. We ended up renting a flat and finding that it was being sublet and we were chucked out of there. We had some money stolen, so we were really hard up. And obviously, it's difficult anyway, because my French wasn't great. Ross's was a little bit better. It was a tough time, but I I do acknowledge that we'd chosen that. But, um, yeah, we were pretty poor. And (laughs) I started working in a restaurant, and I had a very low income, but I would get tips. And if I had some money to spend, I would wander down to a shop in Paris, and I've been there with you, so you know it, called Lucky Records, which sells a lot of music that uh, gentlemen of a certain persuasion like (laughs) and they had a lot of Madonna stuff there and they also stocked Icon magazine which is the official Madonna fan club magazine and that cost 50 francs which is about 5 pounds and it would really annoy Ross because we would like be living off Kit Kat sandwiches because that was the only way we could get energy and if I got a tip I would spend it on a copy of Icon Um, sorry Ross Uh, (laughs) but um, of course then Bedtime Stories came out Um, Like about two months after I lived there and so that whole album reminds me of living in Paris and we were really lucky we lived um, very near um, the Louvre um, Palais Royal and I would wander around uh, Jardin de Tuileries listening to uh, Bedtime Stories but you know Secret is the song that was on MTV and soundtrack everything and Also, let's face it, it's a really good song. I don't know anyone that doesn't like it. It's very simple. Voice is lovely in it, and it's a really great sentiment. So, yeah, that's my choice. So, next one. This is going to be an interesting one. What song, if you could erase from Madonna's back catalogue, which one would you choose to delete?
1: So, I would delete uh, Girl Gone Wild. (sighs) Oh,
0: my God. I'm heartily sorry for having offended thee. And I didn't wow, that's a contentious one because I know a lot of listeners of this podcast really like that song. So be careful what you're saying. Why would you delete Girl Gone White? I
1: just think it's a bit basic and a bit pandering. I feel like it's Madonna doing what she thinks her fans want her to do. I think it sort of encapsulates the problem with MDNA as a whole. Yeah, the whole thing is all a bit like, will this do... Um, I don't feel that she put the most effort into that album, and I think it shows with a lot of the tracks.
0: It's uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I completely agree with you, but at the same time, I do know that lots of Madonna fans like that and they might be like, Oh, that's a bit insulting. But I think you're right. I mean, the whole MDNA period seemed a bit confused to me. And it's not the only bad song on that album, is it?
1: No, and there are some good songs on that album, but as a whole, I just feel it's probably her weaker. I'm not trying to insult anybody's taste in music, you know, I'm sure a lot of people don't like Vita Madonna, so... But what, what about the video, though?
0: Because, um, you know, it's, she looks amazing in it.
1: She does look great. It's a bit like a sort of moving photo shoot, though, isn't it? I, again, I feel it's a bit sort of pandering to her gay fans with the dancers in heels. I don't know it just it just
0: I, I think we're so used to Madonna surprising us and not necessarily giving us what we want but um, giving us what we what we didn't know that we wanted and it is kind of I do get what you're saying yeah
1: it's, it's kind of a rehash of the Benny Benassi celebration remix yeah um, yeah um, anyway what's your which song would you delete
0: okay this is a really tough one there's a lot of Madonna songs that I don't think are her best and um, I'm going to choose one that I really like and I think is a really good song. But I'm going to choose to delete it because I think her legacy would be greater if this particular song wasn't released as a single. So I'm going to say American Life. Do I
1: have to change my
0: name? Will it get me Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You don't agree with my choice, do you? No, but please explain why. I, it's a tough one because, I, I, like I said, I do really like the song. I really like the song. I think that Madonna has had ups and downs in her career. Sometimes they're justified, um, but very rarely are they, you know, wrong. It's more about public perception, and so she really stuck her, her neck on the line uh, for her gay fan base, and you know, for pushing things forward uh, for for women. And I think Erotica was a good example of her getting it right. Um, but there are a couple of episodes in her career where I think she didn't quite do the right thing. And I think American Life is one of them. And I think for non-Madonna fans, this is the point where they stop and laugh and go, oh oh my God, please. I think that along with the Eurovision performance a couple of years ago are points where I felt a bit let down by her. Even though I like the song, I just think that um, she was giving fuel to those many, many people that think she's rubbish by not being a 10 out of 10 artist as she normally is. Now, you don't agree with me in making this choice at all, do you? No, not at all. Why? I
1: love American Life. Um, I probably thought the rap didn't sound great at the time, but I think it's actually um, improved over time. I think uh, if that came out now, it wouldn't be such a big deal. I think we're in a sort of a post-genre kind of era now where those sort of lines don't really matter as much, like a white female pop star rapping is not such a big deal
0: well it's funny i heard someone say the other day if that was a young black artist rapping that those same words no one would say it was bad and they are right and it, but it's not because they're a young black artist it's because madonna has an audience and people stop and listen to her so when she is a bit empty um and she's saying things like super and duper uh, you know people are like oh we thought this was going to be something a bit more profound she's kind of got a platform now and and I don't feel that she was using it to her best. But you know what? In the grand scheme of things, uh, American Life isn't the worst musical um, misdemeanor that she's <laughs> been responsible uh, from for. it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we'll move along to our final question now. Uh, I always like to ask guests, if there was a movie of your life, a biopic, what would be the song that played out over the end credits? And Gareth, what is your choice? It
1: would be Don't Tell Me.
0: Interesting because, you know, I don't want to think there's ever going to be a movie of your life Because I'm part of your life too And it's going to be a movie of our life <laughs> uh, Why Why don't tell me
1: I've always loved that song It came out when I was sort of 16, about to turn 17 And I think that's a lot to do with why it's so important to me Age 17 felt like quite a big year for me Like I came out and, and I felt like what the year that I started to become an adult mm-hmm. in a lot of ways um, and it's again, it's just a really beautiful song mm-hmm. It's uh, produced by Muways, Who I think is one of my favourite, if not my favourite Madonna producer
0: I mean, I think it actually would work really well On the end credits of a Madonna movie Yeah Because it's kind of her, her thing, isn't it? If she's not saying express yourself, she's saying don't tell me to stop
1: Yeah, it sort of sums her up, doesn't it?
0: Good choice, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that anyway It's not worth my life <laughs> But yeah, I like that And so what, what is your choice? Uh, it's a tough one, isn't it? because um, you want something that's sort of really slow cele- celebratory. Um, I'm gonna go with Borderline. And why have you chosen Borderline? Because I'm a creative. <laughs> because I'm a creative person and I've worked in drama, I can see it working really well because so you've got that lovely Rhodes piano intro. Ding, 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 ding. And then I think it's a you can see, you can visualize it, you can sort of see somebody walking off into the sunset, and then it all turned into black, and then the credits coming up. Um, and I think, um, I mean lyrically it doesn't fit at all but there's something about the song that's really uplifting uh, and you know, it's, it's a great Madonna track, it's really well known it's one of those Madonna tracks that everybody likes I've never come across anyone that doesn't like Borderline and I've come across a lot of people that absolutely love it so I think it would be a successful track and I think it's the sort of thing that you can still hear ringing in your ears as you walk out of the cinema because you know that's what you want people to do—to to take their experience beyond the, the actualization of it as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so it'd be safe to say that you know Madonna's had a fundamental effect in on your life. Would you say that? I mean, not her personally, but her music.
1: Oh, definitely yes.
0: It's funny because we've been together for ten years now. So, whew, it's, I suppose everything from the MDNA period up up to now, we've kind of experienced together. and We've seen her live uh, and stuff. When you were, like, a little boy, I know you couldn't imagine what it was like to be an adult, but when you were a Madonna fan, could you ever imagine, like, I don't know, getting to meet her or or being friends with her or anything like that? Was that ever in your mind? Oh,
1: yeah. As a kid, I used to fantasise that she would... um Turn up at my door, and you know, like she'd be sort of. Wait wait,
0: wait a minute! What's the scenario where Madonna turns up at your door? So
1: I used to sort of daydream that she would be on tour near me somewhere, somehow, and she would be hiding from the paparazzi, and she would turn up and hide at my house, and we would become best friends. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet!
0: (laughs) I'm just liking the idea that she would have been in the Welsh valleys going on on tour. I
1: like the idea that like 32 year old Madonna was looking for a six year old best
0: friend. You're making me feel like such a cradle snatcher now. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to explain that Madonna's been a part of my life as well. Um, and I think a lot of our listeners who've been giving me feedback on this Something to Remember series have been enjoying it whilst they're waiting for, for new regular episodes because I think they've been able to identify with a lot of stuff uh, as well. Well, it's been lovely to chat to you.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: a, real, a real rare treat. <laughs> I mean, we are going to end this podcast and then go downstairs, crack open a bottle of wine and carry on talking about madonna are we <laughs> yes <laughs> so thank you everybody to listen um i hope it hasn't been too self-indulgent to let you into my little world and gareth is the most wonderful person in the world and he's every bit as sweet in real life as he sounds on this so it's been lovely to share him with you um i'll be back with another something to remember very soon and in the meantime thank you for listening stay safe